Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club, the film review podcast where we say things like, well I don't know about you, but I'm disappointed that Daredevil and Luke Cage didn't make an appearance. And sitting opposite me, through the powers of the internet, it is Tobias. Howdy doody. And while we're on it, I'm Liam. Did you not introduce no. yourself? Hey. No. <laughs> uh, I do one introduction and you go to bar. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. How are you getting on? Uh, I'm all right, boy. How are you getting on yourself? I'm all right, boy. I don't know why I decide that I'm going to talk very Norfolk when you I come on. You go super Norfolk the moment you decide quite... the intro. I don't know why, because I'm for Norfolk standards, I'm pretty posh. Yeah, agreed, definitely agree. Uh, it's like I'm dumbing down for the listeners. <laughs> I don't know where where they're all from. We can't dumb down for them. Well, I'm I'm probably going to get moaned at by anyone who's from Norfolk right now. That's true. So I'm dumbing, but hey, it, it, it's what it is. It's so Tobias, we watched a film. We did separately, not together. True. Uh, we are still, you know, lockdown may be easing, but we're still doing this with the internet. We are. Uh, uh, we did watch a film. Uh, the film was called The Incredible Jessica James. Yeah, it was. Burned by a bad breakup, a struggling New York City playwright makes an unlikely connection with a divorced app designer she meets on a blind date. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. That that happened. That that did indeed happen. And as my funny comment at the beginning kind of referenced, I have not been able to think of this film and not think of the amazing Jessica Jones from Marvel. Quite close, isn't it? It is very close. Uh, but very different genre. Very. Um, I mean, I think if you wanted something Marvel, you'd be quite disappointed with this film. Yeah. Uh, for me personally, if you went in wanting a rom-com, you'd be disappointed with this film. But... <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, from the get-go of this film, the, going by the first five minutes of this film, I made my mind up very quickly. I was going to hate every second of this. I thought I was going to hate her. Oh, yes. Uh, for the title character, yeah. played by... Hang on, I will just get that up again. Not TikTok, I'm on the wrong thing. Um, right, so Jessica Williams plays Jessica James. Yeah. Now, I can't comment on Jessica Williams, but... Jessica James, for me, is not a pleasant lead. No, she's not likeable, really, is she? Really, in that opening the, that opening gambit... Where she's sitting at the I'm, table chatting to the I'm dude. I'm sure it's humorous. Yeah. Uh, she's very forthright. Yeah. But not in a pleasurable way. No, not in at all. A, as someone who is single and now have to face the whole dating thing, I would hate having her... Completely. Completely. I mean, when you're already putting yourself on out on a limb anyway, to have someone talk down to you quite how she does. Yeah. Well, obviously, because she, she's she's on basically a Twitter match date, isn't she? And not Twitter, Tinder. Very, <laughs> di- very different things. Very now different. Now Liam gets his dates. <laughs> <laughs> she's on a she's on a, she's on a Tinder date, basically, isn't she? Yeah. And, but she's just so closed off to absolutely everything. Yes. She. I mean, you have to question why she went. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, from the get-go, didn't like her. And the and... follow-up scene from the first, which is like the titles, hated every second of it. Well, the it's dancing. Her, her dancing through a, a, her her housing block. You, oh, you, I hated it. 
you love musicals. That's yeah, but that's because that's a musical, and I expect it. And it's like, right, this is where it's meant to be. But we've just gone from this introduction of this date, which was really uncomfortable watching. It felt it didn't feel pleasant. To her dancing along to the music in her head, basically, and then just being on a roof. And I was just like, this is horrible. And it is that thing of, right, I should be able to associate with her because she's a playwright. Yeah. Like I am. I do not associate with her <laughs> in the slightest. I mean, you know, I am neither black nor female, so maybe I'm not meant to. But um, that scene, right, she is a playwright. She works in theatre. But that scene doesn't fit with the rest of it. No, it's actually very out of place for the whole film. Yes. But I mean, uh, I just I decided during that, I was like, I don't like this. I, I, I'm, I've already put my guards up. Now, this immediately is going to be... Well, you might disagree with me on this. I don't think you're going to. Because obviously, like every other film that we review, we have not discussed this. No, not at all. I mean, you've literally only just watched it, so we've not had a chance to. Yeah, I, I will say I've had a time trying to watch this film. Um, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, unless you want to describe it now on podcast. Well, literally, I just it, it got around to that time of the month where the the Netflix subscription was meant to come out, and it just wasn't in there at the time. Oh. So I sat down to watch it yesterday, and it, actually, technically, I sat down to watch it Friday night, and yeah. I, literally, I sat down. I had persuaded Amanda to sit and watch it with me. I, I sold it to. Her. I said it's got the funny guy from the IT crowd in it. Yeah. <laughs> so down. She's like, okay, cool. You know, and it no, it just didn't play. And I was like, oh, how, what am I going to do? Um, but I got my sister's logins, but she she only managed to get it to me for today. So right. So I right. It. So it's actually two days ago since I've seen it. Yeah. Now, so you might disagree with me, but normally, normally, if your romantic lead isn't likable at the beginning, they will be by the end. Normally. No, they made no... They did not count the character as a flawed character in any way. No. They made her a strong, independent person, but I think they went the wrong way with it. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being strong and independent. No. You can still be likeable. The problem is they made... <laughs> they, they, yeah, you're right. They, they added a third element there. She's a strong, independent, rude and unlikable person. Yes. Um, and... I mean, you've already mentioned Chris O'Dowd. Mm. Uh, I have got it written down. He plays... Boone. Who does he play? What's his name? Boone. Boone. I can't read my own writing. But Chris O'Dowd... He doesn't me, strike me as a Boone, I will say. No, he no, he's not a Boone at all. Uh, he was, for me, the saving grace in the film. Yeah, for, I like... Because I will say, the dance number, I'd gone, I don't like the film. But I, I did warm to it. Had he been the lead... Yeah. I would have been a lot happier with the film. Oh, if we'd seen that story from his point of view, I think I'd have been all right. No, oh, I would have still gone. Why do you like her? <laughs> Why are you falling for her? I don't understand. Yeah, because she is rude from the off. And yeah. then I, I get why she warmed to him, because she did that thing of, I'm going to be rude to everyone. And he just kind of took it and then started throwing it back. Yes. It's that thing of, I'm not used to people standing up to me in return. So she kind of had a respect for it. But from his point of view, he's just come out of this this marriage and is, is in a really bad place. Yeah, he, he, I really think the negativity from her would have thrown him right off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think... Huh, do I say it's just maybe unbelievable? It's an unbelievable rom-com. Because... Yeah. I don't see the two of them getting together. I don't see them working at all. 
Um, I don't think it's a particularly romantic film. No. It's probably, uh, of of the dynamics, it's probably a little bit funnier. Because there are, there are a, a few moments in there that I liked. Yeah, but I, the problem is, this is a prime example of when a lot of the really funny bits are in the trailer. I haven't seen a trailer. Oh, yeah, I did. I, had, I showed Amanda the trailer to see if she'd want to watch oh. the film. Well, um, for me, yeah. my favourite bit, which doesn't involve Chris O'Dowd, mm. is just because I was watching something and then had to rewind to rewatch a piano falling on someone's head. Yeah, oh, it's so sudden. <laughs> but then it's also a dream. And also, it would have been so much funnier had it been her. i mean i say once the dance thing is out of the way and the film kind of got got underway i warmed to it a lot more than i I went into it the problem is it opens up so cold and negative um it's vibrancy yeah it's quite a vibrant film from Mm. the off which does contrast nicely i think to i mean last episode we watched el camino yeah which is very dreary from the other. Very gritty, very real, very <laughs> yeah. heavy. But you're not expecting that. Not this is that. very visual, isn't it? There's lots of flashy yeah. colouring, lots of interesting camera angles. And that's good. And also, I mean, we are reviewing a lot of different films, and it did yeah. feel like a different film. Oh, completely. Yeah, I mean, as I said, Chris O'Dowd for me was the hook. I did enjoy watching him. Um, I, I tell you what, I was more interested in her best friend than her, but even her best friend wasn't that likeable. Like, the she, the coffee shop barista girl who's also an actress and yes. was obsessed with vibrators literally her that is her character <laughs> in a line mm-hmm. that, every joke she made was avert i will say i thought this film without having visual on-screen sex scenes was very overtly sexual they spoke about it yeah, a lot yeah yeah there was no, a lot of it being spoken about i mean not to the point of where you couldn't watch it with your parents you could watch this film with with, it, with like other people it wouldn't be embarrassing but there was a lot of sex talk there was and to be honest, I see. I don't mind that. I, no, I don't mind that. To be honest, though, from that point of view, it's still quite tame. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was very tame. Um, I don't think the film is anything enough of what it needs to be. No, it doesn't make it, a jump enough. Like the, the the sexual stuff is tame. It doesn't. It doesn't take a risk. It's not a sexy film, but it has no. sex in it. Yeah. It's not that romantic, but it's a rom com. It's not that funny, but it's a comedy. It's, it's closer to being comedy than it is anything else, in my opinion. Yes, it is, because there are some nice moments. Yeah. Aside from the piano, it's mostly Chris O'Dowd. And yeah. sometimes the friend that you've mentioned. Yeah. I mean, also, we missed, we haven't mentioned the other aspect of the film, is she's like a, um, not a teacher, but she's coaching some kids to write scripts, isn't she? Yes. I mean, I thought some of the ways she was doing that was a bit odd, but... I feel like getting people just to write, I feel that looked more like a normal drama class. Yeah. Kids. Not a get your mind working. Yeah, I, it, I agree. It was, they were doing improv. They were doing a lot of kind of like visualizing, which I get helps you think, but for having done um, like obviously school drama lessons and out of school drama stuff, those are all the kind of games and stuff we played to, to act, not to write. Yeah. To be fair, I say you're. I, I, say, I wouldn't say I'm. You're a writer. I'm not a writer. Yeah. I write. You're a writer. You know. Then uh, were, are they the kind of things you'd think of to get into writing? No. Um, <laughs> just, just no, that's a, that's a straightforward. No, it's simple though. 
Yeah. But um, I will say, those were actually some of the more redeeming elements as well. I liked some of the dynamic between her and the kids. By the way, the main kid who she's trying to get to write, yeah. did you recognise her mum? So I no, bet you didn't know actually, Star Trek. No, and actually she was one of the ones I didn't bother looking into. Oh, she's the one you know. I know one of the other cast members as well, but yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, she it was in Gotham for two seasons. Oh, who was she? She was the commissioner for the first two seasons. Oh, that makes sense. I, yeah. no, I can see that. The other person I knew was the girl who played her sister. Oh, uh, you also knew the ex-Damon. Oh, yeah. Who was he? Uh, Stanford, because he was the detective that wasn't Daniel Craig in Knives Out. Oh, was he? Yes. Oh, okay. I wouldn't have. I couldn't have linked that at all. No. But no, um, the other person I knew was um, Susan Hayward, who played um, her sister Jerusa, who was the warden in the last season of Orange is the New Black. Couldn't have told you that. Obviously, I've seen that, but... She was. A, right. She played her pregnant sister. I, I recognised her face as soon as it was on screen. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, which I will say, the whole baby shower part of the film felt so out of place and pointless to me. But this is something I was going to say, right? If you took out the the writing element, and if you took out the baby shower element, there's they're just I think they're necessary diversions to how weak the actual plot is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's padding. It's padding. <laughs> no, I fully agree. I mean, literally, you read the synopsis, and it focuses on the fact that she meets a bloke on a blind date, and that's pretty much the story. But to be honest, that doesn't feel like the story. No, no, it doesn't because it's not uh, strong enough. Also, how how else do you describe this film in a in a, like a sentence or two? I don't know because that that would be it. Yeah, because the best thing about the film is the guy who she meets. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I think have if I was there. to rewrite the synopsis of the film, I would. I wouldn't solely focus on the the love side of it. I probably it would be something along the lines of, um, like Jessica. It, is trying to succeed in in the world of uh, playwriting, and I, I'd involve every element. I'd I'd mention the kids. I'd mention like her personal because the whole point is her family life is actually quite an integral part to her story. The whole yeah. which is very much drip fed and then suddenly forced down your throat. It's like it's like I I don't. She was like I don't want to be in a relationship. I just got out of a relationship. I I'm angsty. By the way, my dad didn't want to get me a dog. You know. It was very much, actually, it was technically, he might have wanted to get me a dog, but we couldn't afford a dog. Very out of nowhere, like, this is the story you're now going to focus on. So much so that the girl I'm trying to teach to write is going to write that story for her final performance. Yeah. It, it, it is all, it's messy. That's what it is. It's messy and doesn't feel like it comes together very well. No, and the ending, is, uh, the ending isn't satisfying. At all. No, because the thing, that's the thing, and spoilers, because I'm, I don't care enough about this film to not spoil it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't care enough to not spoil this film. But yeah. um, you could also easily go your entire life without ever watching it. Do you know what I mean? It's very unheard. Yeah. I'd never, I've heard of a lot of the films on this list, but not this one. Well, I was talking to someone earlier about it, because I can't talk to you. So I was no. talking to someone else. Now, she openly doesn't like rom-coms. She's, it's just not her genre. <laughs> No, well, that's what I said. I went, well, I do like rom-coms. So in a twisted logic, you might love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is definitely... This I would not describe this as a rom-com. But I kind of went, I don't like the lead. 
there's just actually i think in a couple of weeks i'll have forgotten i've seen this film yeah i fully agree i fully agree the only reason i will ever remember i've seen this film is when i'm i'm flicking through netflix it comes up and i go ah that's the one that sounds like the amazing jessica jones that is the link this film has done for me yeah i mean i might remember it because we're doing a podcast on it yeah yeah so you know and at some point just leave any an imprint really sadly i watched it i'm now recording about it and i will have to listen back to this yeah so and once i've listened back to it that will be my time done yeah I i will say i definitely enjoyed this film more than high flying bird and more than velvet buzzsaw i definitely did because literally there was parts in it when I was sitting there and I was understanding her character a little bit. There were moments where I was thinking to myself, well, she, she feels very much lost because she, she wants to be, she wants to be a success. She, you know, she feels lost. She's not quite got there. She's looking for that approval of it. Um, I, I got who her character was. The problem was it wasn't enough. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say to that really. Uh, that's, what you took out of it. Yeah. I don't think I got that. No. Um, I I wouldn't say that she's a two-dimensional character. No. Uh, I be- okay, I believe that she was real. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. In, in fact, if anything, what I'll say to her, she was a more developed character in a way than Chris O'Dowd's character. Yeah. Who did feel like, uh, whilst he was the highlight, I don't think we fully got under his skin enough. No. But no. I wanted to. I wanted to know him more. No, I fully agree. The thing I was going to say that it was unsatisfying and I didn't care enough not to spoil the film is literally the whole point. She get, finally gets offered a job in London to, to do her to do one of her plays, a reading of one of her plays in London. Yeah. And they do the whole setup of he's like, well, I've got some flyer miles. Uh, oh, ho, ho. And it, obviously he's going, I could come with you because I really yeah. like you. And she was like, well, what? How do they work? And then it cuts to her with her, her friend and the child yeah. on, on a plane to London. And I'm thinking, one, that's really quite dodgy. And two, that makes no logical sense with the progression of the story. She's yeah. Literally, we've just had a scene with her saying goodbye to her best friend. Yeah. And it's, it's not a satisfying film. It's not. Um, I kind of... Right. This is always bad. Because, I mean, we haven't gone into the writer-direct yet. No. There's not a lot to say on that front, because no. I've seen none of his work. No. Uh, you look at the trivia side of IMDb, there's very nothing. <laughs> it's it literally, uh, it is just about the diploma that's on our wall. That is yes. it. I saw that the first review on IMDb gives it 3 out of 10. Mm. Didn't bother reading the review, because I was about to do it's my own. Enough. Uh, and I kind of feel this has got a film on Netflix. I have definitely written better. I have definitely written better. I will say, because <laughs> obviously I actually don't use IMDb as my main research when I do the films. Yeah. I actually use Wikipedia and then follow it up with IMDb. I use, I use Wikipedia as well. Yeah. yeah. And actually, because normally Wikipedia actually has some more in-depth stuff. Like when we did um, uh, tri- uh, Triple Frontier. That's where I found out about the many, many casting changes in it. Yes, it's quite good for that kind of stuff, yeah. And it is, but there's nothing for this film. And I will say, you saying this is a Netflix film and I can write better, I agree, fully agree. I've been in stuff you've written that's better than this. Yes. Also, (laughs) this thing is, and this is where I think the phrase Netflix original is really quite sceptic. It wasn't written for Netflix. 
It was written for the 2017 Sundance Festival and then was bought by Netflix. Uh, but and, I, else is... and then I question, that's not on a Netflix original. That's an original that Netflix has then bought. Ah, oh, if no one else, if they can say it's not exclusive, shown to, yeah, I get the logic. They've got it just feels distribution. At least it with something like El Camino, you know that was made for Netflix. Yeah, yeah, but no, um, there is apart from the fact that it was a Sundance Festival thing, that is the only thing I could tell you about this film that what isn't in the film. Um, I read a quote, and it'll be on one of those two things, probably actually in the reception part of the wikipedia yeah. it said it will be the breakout star starring role for jessica williams and i would say if i see her in something now i might recognize her from it yeah but i don't i wouldn't say it's going to be the thing that springboards her into fame no it probably won't damage her either no it's not because... the thing is it's not a terrible film it's actual crime is being mediocre yeah which actually you don't want no. I would actually argue that, to one of your points earlier, I would. I think I got more out of High Flying Bird than I did this film. Oh, really? Just because I actually have ended up remembering High Flying Bird. Yeah. Tell you, the only thing that I... The, the thing I gauge it against compared to High Flying Bird, not considering that I watched High Flying Bird in two parts, uh -huh. is actually the fact that I had to sit on my phone through High Flying Bird. Yeah. Every other film, I have been perfectly fine watching the film and then every now and then just glimpsing at my phone high flying bird there was a point in it when i went okay i'm just gonna look at my phone now and i'll have it on but see for me i mean i know we're meant to be reviewing this film <laughs> but high flying bird wasn't my genre true you know this i like rom-coms i'm actually perfectly happy watching you like rom-coms you're a writer yeah you're in the theater world this should have been ideal and it wasn't. It kind of... I mean, it had my attention. It, it didn't lose it. You know, I struggled with El Camino. El Camino, even. Right? And we know I struggled with that. Yeah. But this, I didn't. I got it all. I don't think I missed anything. I just... You know what? The problem is there wasn't anything to miss. There was it, nothing hidden under the surface. Nothing to go, oh, was that real? Was that not real? Yeah. The only time it could have done that was a piano falling on the dude's head, and that was very clearly a dream. Yeah. I, though, I tell you what, I wish it hadn't been a dream. Because yeah. then the film would have had to have actually dealt with something. Well, actually, the thing, the other thing, like the, the piano was clearly a dream. The, the other time she had the dream was when he fell off the building. Yes. I wasn't clear straight away that that was a dream. No. Because you're, say, you're saying the, that now, and yeah. I'm going with the piano. It was, was that like, a dream? yeah, it was. Was it definitely yeah. a dream? Yeah, definitely a dream. I thought he just survived it. I thought it was just one no, of those. No, it, it had people walk the over. The point him. is, <laughs> she had she had three dreams throughout the whole film. Right. She had the first one where he he he's come back because the point is he he they've split up. He's left her for someone else. But dream one, he comes back. She finds him on the ledge of her window because he wants to like talk about it and then he ends up falling the second time is he's he bumps into her in the street because he wants to talk to her but just as he does a piano crushes him and then the third dream is they they meet while walking and she tells him basically it's with when the dog he's got the dog yes and that's a dream as well when and she basically says she's not interested anymore but so the, the point of the dreams is that he 
that by the end of it, she's, she's changed. That's her journey. It's not clear enough, but it's also not interesting enough. Can't find that. Well, there's not enough in the plot to say that's a dream. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to take your word for it that that's a yeah. dream. Oh, hang on. All through this, Jessica keeps dreaming about. Yeah, okay. Which right. was actually one of the more whiz warm. Let me try that again. <laughs> it was actually one of the more interesting elements of the film because it showed these dream states, but they weren't actually. We had it with the um, Jesse and Walter yeah. White scene. There was nothing to show you there was dreams until she woke up at the end of it. There could a camera glare or a filter or something to show you there was a dream element there might have been a bit more helpful. You see, for me, the 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 piano thing I got immediately. Mm. Now I would like to say, anyone who's listening to this this recording and last recording, you must just get that I don't understand flashbacks and dream sequences. Could I not do further from the truth. <laughs> I write them. Yeah. But <laughs> it's kind of like I'm just not being the the two films that we watch back to back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those scenes have just not been clicking with me. That they're dreams or flashbacks. No, I agree. I mean, the, the films. I mean, I liked El Camino, but I also yes, get where you're coming from. But I get it with this one a bit more. Um, I what is there anything else you want to talk about? Because I actually can't think of much to talk about for this film. Right. I can't comment negatively or positively about the direction, right. unless maybe we talk about the fact that it wasn't clear to me that they were dreams. But I will take some of that on me because. I'm more astute than that normally. Yeah. Um, the cinematography of it? Does anything jump out or not? Anything particularly like didn't like? No, you know what? It could easily have been made for TV. Yeah. For me, the only, the thing I can point out is literally that opening dance number. The 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 choice, the creative choice of that felt wrong. I, you know what? It felt like to me. Now I'm going to reference something which has nothing to do with Netflix. Right. The opening number of La La Land. Which yeah. only doesn't fit the rest of the film. No, no, because that the problem with the opening to La La Land is that sets you up as a standard musical. Yeah, it's the whole like motorway breaking into song and a choreographed number feels. F- but saying that, actually, that is the problem with La La Land. Every musical number isn't doesn't fit because actually the tone of the film is quite the way it carries itself is quite serious, and then it's like oh. here have a musical number. I would also say, apart from that first number, they do totally fit with it as a film. With them, you moments, get used to yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. That, o- that opening doesn't fit any. It's out of place, isn't it? And that's what this did. And I think it was almost to qualify. This is a film. La la la. Look, we had the budget for a random dance number. Yeah, and obviously, it wasn't actually, choreographed. <laughs> it probably doesn't have a major budget, and it doesn't need a major budget. No, but you know what it does have? An 88% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Somehow. Somehow. Let's see what it has on IMDb. Because obviously I go to IMDb. Uh, I mean, I've already told you I saw three out of five. Yeah. I've got to switch my network back on. Else that's not going to work, is it? (laughs) Um, I I will say I was surprised it had an 88% because I just don't see what is redeeming about it. Unless that is just for Chris O'Dowd. 6.5. 6.5. Mm. So slightly over, but... Yeah, but still not massive. No. I mean, no. it's great. Uh, 
<laughs> Actually, right. I'm not going to quote the because we're doing our own review. Yeah. You know that three out of ten review yeah. that I saw. I've read the first, and it's true. This movie isn't what you'd expect from a romantic comedy. It's not uplifting. It's not. <laughs> That's it's, the thing. It's not uplifting. Your there is no love, is really. Not, there is no, no love. <laughs> it's not likable. If anything, this film is more about being dumped and having a broken heart. And doesn't even do that that well. No. Although I will say, I I liked some of Chris O'Dell's backstory, but I did actually find it when the his ex-wife's new partner or whatever came out to speak to him really weird and throwaway when actually i was interested when he first rings jessica and he's like i want to go out on a date with you. and then you realize he's standing outside his ex's house hiding behind the bins i was like that's yeah. actually quite quite clever quite real uh yeah but, but then beyond that it was like oh, really it was a running joke basically yeah uh, but then the film does take things in weird directions because Jessica turns up and then the ex-wife is in his house. But it's not what you think. And he's into surfing. And it's <laughs> it's like, this is such a mishmash. It is. It never finds and, its place. And I actually feel, though Chris O'Dowd is the best thing about it, he's miscast almost. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. quite weird. It's, it's very bizarre. A lot of bizarre choices. Very, very much so. Uh, and for me, there's nothing really. I can't really talk about the writing. It's just there's not a lot in there. Um, too many disjointed things trying to make up a whole. Yeah. The direction is, can't comment on it. Um, the acting is fine. I will say the acting is fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong, There's nothing in your face bad about the acting at all. And there's nothing massively impressive with it. No, it just is. And that that's my ultimate review of this, I think. It's yeah, just, it just it is. Just, it exists. Yeah, it's just some something pe- that happened. Some people won't hate it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, if, if that's where we are, can we move on to rating it? We can. Okay, yeah. right. Well, here at the Manic Film Club, we don't follow the, like, 1 to 100, 1 to 10, like Rotten Tomatoes, IMBD. Instead, we simply rate it, is it a hit or is it a miss? A hit is basically, did we enjoy the film? Would we rewatch it? Would we suggest it to other people? What's its rewatchability? And a miss is the direct opposite, basically. Nice and simple. I don't think it's going to take much to guess your opinion on this, Tobias. <laughs> what did you think of this film? Loved it. No, uh, miss. <laughs> totally. I mean, you you summed it up by saying it just kind of happened. And I think the problem is it is an hour and 20 odd minutes of mediocrity. There's okay. nothing impressive, but there's also nothing bad, outright terrible about it, except for the random dancing at the beginning. But no, for me, it's too much mediocrity and it never chooses what it wants to be. And for that reason, it for me, it's a full manic miss. It is a full manic miss. A full manic miss. Now, let's hopefully move on to Pasha's Anew. What are we going to watch next? Uh, the Two Popes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> At a key turning point for the Catholic Church, Pope Benedict XVI forms a surprising friendship with future Pope Francis, inspired by true events. Cast, Anthony Hopkins, Jonathan Price. Director Fernando Mireles. Probably said that wrong. Well, <laughs> it's got a big cast. It's also over two hours. Oh, why? <laughs> I don't, now, it's, I it's don't know how well I can do a religion film that's over two hours. It's meant to be a good film. It is meant to be a good film. Oh, you know what? It's meant to be good, though. 
Yeah. I mean... I, if it helps, I have more hope for this than I did going into high-flying. So I think... I, I mean, I'd give it a shot. It's got a higher IMDb rating. I watch things about religion. I've seen Preacher. Not the best. <laughs> and the thing is with this one, it's based on true events. It's about real people. And the thing is, I'm actually more likely to get in something that's about something that's real because at least I know everything that happens, apart from like dramatization, is based on real. Yeah. But it is a religious thing, which I'm not not normally my subject of choice. <laughs> but you never know, because unlike High Flying Board, Bird, it will have religion. Board, 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 board. Uh, it will have religion in it. It's literally two popes talking. <laughs> I mean, if there's no popes in this film, Tobias, uh, I tell you what. Wrong. I tell you what. I hope it's not the rom com that this film should have been. <laughs> <laughs> to one pope fresh out of heartbreak, and another pope who's just come out of marriage. <laughs> but he likes to surf. <laughs> two popes, one surfboard. Oh no! No no no! <laughs> Um, okay, well, I mean, I, I don't even know if I have hope or if I don't have hope for this next film, but we'll see. But you yeah. know what I do have in it? I have faith in it. So uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Anything you want to plug? Plug? Uh, no, I'm actually good in the, the plug stakes. Plug Nothing him. in life is happening, so cool. Oh, that is true. That is very true. Just had oh, another show shifted to next year. Don't know when next year, but... <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. All right, then. Well, if you want to head over to Twitter, once this episode goes live, Tobias will put up a poll where you can vote. I will. Thought this film was a hit or a miss. How long does that poll stay up for normally? Uh, a week. Do you want to know what the reaction was to El Camino? Ask you, do you know it was a hit? <laughs> I don't even yeah, think I mentioned it on the last one, didn't I? I don't know. I can't remember. I barely remember the last one. It was very long. Yeah, it was very long. Ooh. That's, that's, that's positive about this film. It wasn't long. It wasn't. It was over sooner than it, than it wasn't. <laughs> Words. What? <laughs> Words. Confused. 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 So, yeah, yeah, head over to Twitter. You can vote on the poll as well as other random things we're doing. I'm still doing the daily video game poll thing. Yeah, you are. I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. Right? Because, right, because obviously we share the Twitter account. Yes. And I saw a film. Not a film. It's not. Well, a game. Right. Yeah. And I went, oh, I need to vote for that. And then I had to then come out of our joint one, go into my personal one. Then I got distracted and missed it. So oh, I, I couldn't vote for Abe. I wanted to vote Abe's for Abe. Auntie. It didn't win either. It didn't get a single vote. That's what happened. I could have been a not. vote. No, not a single vote. See, I have someone else who I know has voted on some of them who was waiting for Abe's Odyssey. So again, they just missed it. Yeah. As well. Oh. And I just got distracted and then saw the result. I went, oh, I missed it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What else was in with it? Because I can't remember which one. Clash of Clans. Oh, yeah. That didn't win. No, it uh, wasn't. I can't uh, remember. Yeah, that's it cool. was whatever the top one was. <laughs> yeah, it was the top one. Um, but yeah, no, so you can vote on them. We've got anyone come out today. And they'll, they'll be going for a while. Yeah, you took them a, a lot. Yeah, I did indeed. But, you know, it's quite interesting to see what people think. Some of them haven't been as outright as I thought they were going to be. No, you've had um, quite a lot of ties, haven't you? We've had a few ties. I think we've had three or four now. You're dealing with all the ties in one go as well, aren't you? As in, like, every time a tie comes up, you deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just getting it done out of the way, really. Yeah. Um, apart from the Twitter, we also have our Tumblr. Tumble! Mr. Tobias is basically <laughs> active on there doing all of the stuffs. Yeah, well, there's quite a few stuffs. 
all of the stuff. There'll, there'll be more stuffs in the in the coming weeks. Future stuffs. <laughs> future stuff. Stuffs of the future. <laughs> but apart from that, it's time to wrap it up. So um, the next film we're going to be watching as part of the film club is The Two Popes, and that will be out on the 5th of August. We're in August. August, by this point. August. This series didn't exist at the beginning of lockdown. <laughs> I know. I know. Crazy times. Yeah, crazy, crazy times. But apart from that, we watched a mediocre film, and it's time to say goodbye, Tobias. Goodbye, Tobias. Goodbye, Tobias. Yeah. Stay manic. <laughs>